my brother's gonna shit, and then he's gonna kill us. Ich möchte ein weißen Bier bitte. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast that always leaves the seat up. I never leave the seat up. I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo, and we heart movies and chatting about said movies and spending quality family time together while saying bad words. Without the bad words in there, I would not enjoy this very much. Wow. You're, so you're saying bad words are the only thing that keeps this thing... spices it up a little bit. Yeah. I guess it does. <laughs> Jack, this is episode number 12 the Dirty Dozen. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. And? Not, not impressed? Well, yeah, I guess. Gosh. 21 is where I'm allowed to be impressed. Let's recover that because we may have a lot of listeners who just tuned in and haven't listened, naughty, naughty, have not listened to earlier podcasts. We do have the 21 episode challenge where you are required to listen for 21 episodes until you decide whether you like us or not and whether you want to continue listening to us. So if you just started at episode number seven, then you're going to have to go to, what, episode 28 before you can bail out? Yeah. All right. I don't care how you do it, but 21 episodes, people. Uh, this is supposed to be Jack's turn, but if you listen to our minicast, you'll know that he's handed it off to me so I can quit playing it safe and throw out a movie from my long past youth. And I'm going to do that today. Nice. I'm going for it. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'd like to say I'm ready, but I really don't know if I am. Well, I don't care if you're ready or not. It's happening. But first, ladies and gentlemen, it's Lobby Time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody. Welcome in to Movie Mug and Lobby. This is a time to address some things that aren't related to the movie we'll be talking about, but it's still important enough to warrant some airtime. Welcome. Welcome in. <laughs> Into movie mug and lobby. Jack, guess what? Uh-huh. Another country? We got a new country listening. Movie Muggin would like to extend a hearty guten tag to our <laughs> listeners in Deutschland, or Germany as many know it. <laughs> I have a friend who took like two years of German in school. That's a great story, Jack. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I was lucky enough to have been stationed over there for two years, and I absolutely love Germany. It's a beautiful place. The German people are awesome and so laid back and friendly towards soldiers. And the beer, oh my gosh, the beer was so fantastic. I've forgotten most of the German that I learned in the two years over there, but I can still order beer <laughs> like nobody's business. Ich möchte ein Weißen Bier, bitte. Nice. Yeah. I can also well, say shit. I don't shit. have any beer to give you. Scheiße. Oh, that's that's easy. Can you say uh, Lederhosen? Um, yeah, Lederhosen. <laughs> what is Lederhosen? It's, uh, I thought it was like overall. It's hosen made out of leader. So. A leader um, of hosen. I could probably still tell a taxi driver how to get me back to the barracks, but I think that vocabulary is only unlocked when I'm drunk. So <laughs> probably can't do that right yeah. now. Anyway, an exciting thing about having Germany on board is the possibility of the David Hasselhoff effect. Do you, have you heard of David I, Hasselhoff? I'm not aware of that. Well, I, I know who he is. He's in SpongeBob. Yeah, he was also <laughs> in two shitty TV shows back in the 80s. Um, he had popularity, but he really wasn't thought of as like a legit leading guy because he never could land like a big Hollywood movie or anything. 
he was really more of a mom's thought he was hot kind of guy. So he, he tried to start a singing career, which was kind of considered a joke here in the States. It was dark like Diggler. This, it was this, yeah, it was this poppy <laughs> crappy shit. He just kind of became a joke around here, but, but not in Europe, especially Germany. Wasn't he on like one of those America's got talent shows as a judge? Yeah. And which, you know, when you're on one of those shows, your career is pretty much done at that. But it's like Dancing with the Stars. It should be like Dancing with the Spares. No, those people aren't stars anymore. <laughs> so while his music career was pretty meh here in, in the States, in Germany, he went like triple platinum. He was bigger than Michael Jackson over I want to hear what he sounds like. No, you really don't. <laughs> he was so big that as the Berlin Wall was coming down, which was the most historic thing to happen in the world in the 1980s, the fucker was giving a concert on top of the wall at the time. And the Germans were going crazy. The East Germans, the West Germans. David Hasselhoff basically united that country and brought the wall down himself. Wow. He was huge. It's like whenever people do the, uh, like the opera singers do vocals and shatter glass, he just made the wall crumble. He did. It was him. Wow. He ended the Cold War himself. <laughs> my, my point, based on my calculations, which 60% of the time are correct every time, hmm. I'd say there's somewhere around a 97% chance that we just became the David Hasselhoff of podcasts. And this is just the beginning of our European domination. <laughs> so I would like to say, Donka, Germany. Donka, shin. <laughs> All right, Jack, you got anything? Um, no. All right, man. Let's head back into the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I can't wait to unveil today's movie. All right, here we go, man. I promised it. Here it comes. This movie came out in 1982. Okay. It is one hour and 32 minutes long. Not bad. 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, respectable. 84% sure. of Google users like this movie. Okay. So here's what the Mormon mothers had to say. A young man and teenage girl kiss. Breasts are shown briefly. From afar, the man is shown thrusting. Uh, from afar? What mm -hmm. kind of angle do they take? Now, this is rough right here. All right. Okay, I'm not ready. Or I'm ready, I'm ready. Jeff and his friends smoke cigarettes in one scene. So maybe, maybe we shouldn't watch this. <laughs> I think I need to reach 21 years of age to be able to watch this film. It is rated R. Okay. I think it came out in 1982, and that's when I was in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those movies that it was geared toward teenagers. You knew that's who they were making it for, even though teenagers couldn't go see it because it was rated R. <laughs> but it was one, so it was one of those shows that, damn it, I wanted to see. And I think I finally saw it when I was in eighth grade, right as I was moving into those hell-raising years. So like 14 years old. 14 years old. This movie is like the sweet spot for a 14-year-old. <laughs> now well, I, I'm 18, Dad. I have seen it since. <laughs> I've seen it many, many times. I still love the movie. It's not as great as it was when I was 14, <laughs> but we'll see what you think. This movie is called Fast Times at Richmond High. <laughs> You've talked about this so many times, <laughs> like uh, wanting me and my sister to like, sit down and watch it with you. It, we, it just always fell through, so now I guess I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. This is one of the movies that, I was afraid to show because I was afraid it would hurt my heart and hurt my memories of it, and you would not, and you wouldn't like well, it. Well, if you've seen it several times since, when was the last time you saw it? I pretty much watch it whenever it's on. So, like <laughs> within, within within the last the five years? Oh, three months. Oh, okay. Well, then if it, if you watched it this that recent and it wasn't that bad, 
I mean, maybe I won't like it, but you can't change that no matter how long you procrastinate it, so. I know. All right. Well, let's take a movie mug and pause. <laughs> and we are back. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Just got done watching 1982's Fast Times at Richmond High, one of my favorite movies as a teenager. And? <laughs> Me too. You liked it? <laughs> it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, yay. I don't know why you thought that wouldn't like stand the test of time or anything. I'm going to I'm just going to give it a quick little 50 cent tour for those who haven't yeah, seen it because it's th- really hard to do. This is really hard to do. So this took place in in 1982 and it, you you start off at the mall and the mall in the 80s was the place to be. Everybody went to the mall on Fridays and Saturdays. You walked around and it, a lot of these people worked at the mall. And it was just basically teenage relationships. It followed them from when school was about to start all the way through the school year. Kids wanting to get laid. Kids smoking cigarettes, having relationships, <laughs> uh, stoners hanging out, things going on in the classroom. It's just it's kind of all over the place. It's a bunch of different stories, uh, all intertwined. Yeah, the, a lot of these people knew each other, and it is really cool. Like a friend took another friend's girlfriend, and just I mean, just all the dynamics that you find in, in any high school, really. I didn't think any part of this movie was mundane, mm-hmm. but it just showed little things like the stoner dude smoking weed in his bedroom, just little details that add to it. They had a school dance. They had people who had jobs and kind of followed them in their mm-hmm. jobs and going to people's houses. And it was just, it was just a bunch of little stories intertwined of high school kids. It was awesome. That's about all that I can give as far as the tour goes. More than likely you've seen this movie. If you haven't, you should see this movie. I agree. When I saw it, I was 14 and eighth grade, and that's when I really started being the little Hellraiser. <laughs> it's also when I got my first pair of vans. I got oh. some checkerboard vans because Spicoli had them. <laughs> Jeff Spicoli was this stoner in here Sean who, Penn. who cut class all the time, who was always high. It was who so funny. Gave the teacher shit. He was my fucking hero. When I was in eighth <laughs> Mine grade. too. <laughs> um, a guy um, in Spicoli's class. Uh, talked to another chick and was like, yeah, he's been high since third grade. Yeah. And I would not doubt it. I was like, okay, come on. And then you meet him or whatever, and he's just, I don't know. He just looks so high, and he was perpetually high throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And he kind of butted heads with, like, the strictest teacher on earth. Mr. Hand. Mr. Hand, yeah. Great name. It was funny. I don't know. The, he um he ordered a pizza in class, mm-hmm. and Mr. Hand was like, oh, no, yeah, you are, that's fine. I mean, this isn't my time. This could be our time or whatever. And then he took the box of pizza and put it on his desk and called like the good students up to eat it. Do you know how bad we all wanted to order pizza and have it delivered <laughs> to class after watching and that? Just, just be that kid. We all, man, me and all my friends wanted to be Jeff Spicoli. I mean, he was really funny. I don't I don't blame you. Yeah, and he, he had the, the Volkswagen uh, bus. Or one of his buddies did, mm-hmm. and they would just hot box the hell out of it <laughs> every time it rolled up. <laughs> every time it rolled up and the doors open, <laughs> just smoke would pour out of it. Yeah. And, it and it's cool. His friends in this, Eric Stoltz, which is, a, he's a big actor. He was in Pulp Fiction. He was the drug dealer to John Travolta's character. Anthony Edwards was the other guy who was in it, and he's uh, famous probably from from Top Gun and uh, the ER days. I know you don't remember ER, but he was a doctor in Top ER. Gun either. Oh, you will. I know. Um, Nicolas Cage was in this movie, too. He had a bit part in this movie, and I don't even think he got billing in it, but you could see him in a couple scenes as well, which was awesome. He high-fived Brad. 
Brad, who was Judge Reinhold, right at the beginning. Which I mean, this this show is full of uh, a lot of a lot of stars that it looked like they kind of got their start, and then they went on to some great things. It was it was a really really good movie, and I think you know it sounds boring the way we talk about it, just a bunch of teenagers and their lives. But this movie had such great flow, and the reason it had such great flow, it didn't stick with anything too long. And the transitions were always great songs. Yeah. The soundtrack on this was fantastic, and the songs fit perfectly with what was going on. And this is one of those movies that every single character is lovable, like to the max. I love every character. <laughs> like, even even if it's not a character you can love, like Mr. Hand, you appreciate how much he adds, and it's really funny, all the scenes he's in. The, all, all the characters are just so good. So let's, and it's just perfect. Let's talk about some of the characters because two of the main characters in this was Mark Ratner, who yep. was this little awkward guy who just really wanted a girlfriend, but he was just so scared. And then his buddy is the complete opposite. His name was Damone. <laughs> yeah, that was his last name. Mike, I think. Damone is this overconfident. Um, he's a, a ticket scalper, and and Jack asked me, "What's what's scalping? Why why does it matter? People sell tickets all but the time." Scalping was a huge thing back in the eighties. I used to camp out at Sears the <laughs> night before tickets went on sale. Say there was like a Motley Crue concert or something like that. Yeah. We would camp out at Sears because that's where the Ticketmaster was. Mm-hmm. We'd go there Friday night. We'd spend the night outside, and then when the ticket sales opened up in the morning, we would buy extra tickets, take them back to high school, and we would sell them. <laughs> if you bought tickets for like eighteen fifty, you might you, sell them for like thirty. You might be able to get fifty, sixty bucks for them, oh. depending depending on where they were, depending on if they were like on the floor, or if, if it was were, a good concert, or if it was a good concert that sold out really quick. I used to make a little bit of money scalping. I was not a I wasn't called a scalper. I would just every now and then I'd get an extra ticket or two. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't do it as like a job. No, and it was illegal. So anyway, yeah. getting back to Ratner and Damone, you like Damone's character? Yeah. I mean, I thought, I mean, he was like a really big douche or in the movie, a little prick. He was a douche. He was, I don't know. He he was conniving. Mm-hmm. He was very charismatic at the same time. Like it, it, you hated to love him. <laughs> and you love to hate him. He was just such an asshole. And to put the cherry on top, because he was so overconfident, he uh, he would get the um, Tucker and Dale Award for having the pop collar all the time. Yeah. And so him and Ratner are friends, and they're polar opposites. And Ratner loves this girl, Stacy. Mm-hmm. And Damone just fucks her at some point in the movie mm-hmm. uh, behind Ratner's back. And... What I, when I said to put the cherry on top, he has to use a three-pump chump. <laughs> and he just, you looked, it showed his face, and he was just like dead in the face. He was so embarrassed, like, not again. He talks such a big game about how, <laughs> oh, yeah, the women, they just, I just put out this vibe, and, and the they women, flock they, they to flock me. to me. And then he finally gets laid, and he lasts like, yeah, like. Three-pump like chump, the two three, seconds. Three-pump chump, and yeah. It was, and he goes, oh, I got to go. And he had the confrontation with uh, Ratner later, and mm-hmm. then they just became friends again. And Stacy was played by Jennifer Jason Lee, and she wanted to do some other things too. This this poor little girl, she's fifteen, and she's got this influence, Phoebe Cates, which oh, which God. is her older friend, and she's trying to talk to her about being an adult and stuff like that. And it's all about getting laid. And this poor little girl, she just wants love, but she thinks it's sex, and so yeah. she's she's just throwing herself at guy after guy after 26 year old dude. She says she's 19. Mm -hmm. He goes, are you really 19? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm 19. I I am really 19. Mm -hmm. And then 
she wants Ratner, but then he's not ready. He's so awkward yeah, yeah. and just has no idea how to even be around a girl hardly. They show the good details of like he doesn't know what to do with his hands in these awkward situations, and that's really funny. But him and Stacy are getting ready to kind of do it. And then he's like, oh, you know what? I took my sister's car here. She gets crazy after 11 if the car's not back. Mm -hmm. And he leaves. And then Stacy takes that as he's not interested in me. And then she bangs Damone. He gets her pregnant because he nuts so fast he didn't realize he needed to pull out. <laughs> and uh, so she she got pregnant, had to get an abortion. And he wouldn't show up whenever she needed the money. He yep. just like got out of that. And then she got back with Ratner at the end, which was full circle, perfect. And uh, Phoebe, you said? Is that the actor's well, name? Well, yeah, her name was Phoebe Kate. She was in Gremlins. She was the main actress in Gremlins. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. She, she, was, she was like the it girl back then, man. Phoebe Cates was pretty hot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, she found out what Damone had done to Stacy, and she's like, I'm not letting that little prick get away with this. And she kept saying little prick, mm -hmm. and she spray-painted little prick on his car and his locker, and he got his. Let's, but, yeah. let's talk briefly about the... Uh, the swimming pool scene with, <laughs> okay. with, with, was it, with Phoebe Cates. And so Judge Reinhold, he's, he's Stacy's older brother and he comes home one day and they're all out in the pool and yeah. Phoebe Cates is out there too. And I can't remember what her name is in this, but I can't either. He's uh she's hot. And so he's digging on that and he starts looking out the window at her and then he starts imagining her get out of the pool and she's like, I've always had a crush on you, Brad. It starts showing this imaginary scene. And the music comes yeah. on and it's the cars living in stereo. And just like every other time in this movie, the music is absolutely yeah. perfect. And it comes on and he starts uh, going to town on himself. He's just like watching out the window and it shows her jump in the pool and get out and all that. And she was previously sitting on the diving board. So mm -hmm. you're like, hmm. And then she starts saying, oh, I've had the biggest crush on you. It goes in slow motion, yeah. though, and there's mist in the background. She takes off her top, and then it like it fades to him masturbating alone in the in the bathroom. And I'm thinking, well, I mean, I, pre I was pretty sure that's what was going on. But I think that was funny, keeping it a little bit ambiguous. Maybe he could have just been daydreaming. Mm -hmm. But then <laughs> it shows her actually jump in the pool. And she gets out with this concerned look, and she's like, I got water in my ear. Stacy, you got Q-tips? Oh, check in the house. And I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, she just walked in on him masturbating, and I feel like he wanted to salvage it, but she just walked away disgusted, and he mm -hmm. said, doesn't anyone fucking knock these days? Doesn't anyone lock the fucking bathroom door before you <laughs> do that? Yeah. Or like put your heel up against it or something. I mean, he wasn't even on. like back to the door. He was just like in front of the door so it could open full swing. Mm -hmm. oh, come God. on, Brad. Uh, yeah, come on. And he was Stacy's older brother and they had a they had a really good relationship yeah, too. Yeah. It was one of those believable brother and sister relationships It was too. really, really good. Like he was the older brother. She was 15. He was a senior. And... Uh, whenever Damone wouldn't show up to give her half the abortion money and the ride to the clinic, uh, she asked her brother to take her to the bowling alley because she was meeting a guy there or her friends there. And he looked in his rear view after she thought he had gone past and she was crossing the street to the clinic and he was out back whenever she was done. And mm -hmm. he's like, for like that consolation, like, here, I'll take you home. Like the bringing up the mood type of deal. And it was really, that was like, heartwarming i guess the word not not really to that degree but that was a really nice thing to see 
Brad was a good guy. Yeah. This movie, it just resonated with me because of the age I was when it came out. And I, it just, it captured the feeling of 1982 so well. It's funny how different we, we look at this too. Cause you're like, I, I love all the characters and you know, I, I thought that Mark Ratner was not casted well. And that always bothered me about him. He still, I still think they could have casted him better. I know they wanted the awkward guy. Yeah. And he fit the awkward guy, yeah. but there was always a little something about him that bothered me. He, I, he, when you look at him, you don't think, "Oh, he'll get some." No, gosh, you look no. at him and think, "Poor guy." He's stuck playing the trombone for the rest of his life because he decided to play it in fifth grade. Yep, it, he doesn't look like the type to get laid. And the his girlfriend was hot. Stacy was hot, mm-hmm. but I mean, a lot of people to be casted for that role aren't really a looker in that way. You yeah. know, just like the guy from. From American Pie, who uh, used the pie as a like a sex toy. That guy, he's awkward, but he's a little less. He's n- a lot less. A, a lot less nerdy. He's a nice looking guy. But they, Mark but Ratner. he was so awkward mm-hmm. in the movie, and that that played him down a lot. But then Mark Ratner, he's not the greatest looking, and he's very awkward. I I, I think they could have done a little bit better. Yeah, and the it wasn't a horrible casting or anything. He doesn't get a girl like Stacy unless no. he has money, lots and <laughs> he, lots of money. He he gets a girl like a uh, the one for the band camp one from <laughs> the crazy bitch from American Pie. <laughs> and uh, another thing I really loved about this movie was before the end credits, it started whenever uh, Brad like defeated the burglar or the guy who tried to rob him. Mm-hmm. It freeze framed or not freeze-framed, it just showed the rest of the clip, and it put text on the screen of, like, Brad, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And then what happened to him in his future, kind of like Beyond Scared Straight. Mm -hmm. They say what happens to the kids afterward. It was exactly like that. And I love that just as much as I love those, like, crazy introductions to characters. Mm -hmm. I think I like it more on this situation. You don't necessarily need a part two because it kind of tells you what they went on to do. And, and you don't want a part two of a of a movie like this because it ruins what that first movie set up. They ruined so many movies by doing a part two. They made a train spotting two. Uh, no, <sighs> and I've never seen it. And somebody told me the other day. It. Somebody told me the other day that it's it's worth a watch. But worth a watch does that mean it's good or does that mean I don't know? <laughs> I think. That would be a train wreck. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I didn't even think about it until I said it. Yeah. The other day, somebody on Instagram was saying something about, would you want to see a baby driver part two? Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely. I loved baby not. driver, but no way, no how do I want to see a baby driver part two because I guarantee it would be pure shit. It's like the the term, if you love them, let them go. Yeah. <laughs> I love all these movies. So I don't want them to have a number two. No, if they were, if the number two was actually going to be really good, or the sequel, I should say, was going to be really good, even then, I would be worried. It's just one of those things you don't want it to ruin the series for you. Because, mm-hmm. so say if Baby Driver 2 comes out and it's a steaming pile of shit, gets a 1% on Rotten Tomatoes, that's going to leave a horrible taste in your mouth whenever you think of Baby Driver, instead of the journey the first movie took you through and all its ups and downs and how good it was, it's going to like sour the series for you. I can't really think of many number twos or part twos that came out that were really of a good movie that you were like, Oh yeah, that's, that was good. I think 
Kill Bill Two was pretty good. But that was a continuation of the story. Yeah, with that, if they didn't make it, then it wouldn't have been a finalization yeah. of the story. That's true. But and and you know, like Lord of the Rings, that's a continuation of that's the story, a, and those yeah. are awesome. But like Rocky Two, growing up, I really enjoyed Rocky Two, and I enjoyed Rocky Three for that matter. But then Rocky Four kind of went off so, the rails. But is there five or is oh yeah, last? good grief, man! Sylvester Stallone keeps pumping them out. I know he's doing another Rambo, like <sighs> in today's day and age, like. This year, I know, or something. and and he's like seventy five, seventy two, for Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was joking around with somebody on Instagram the other day, and and they were talking about will he ever quit Rambo? And I was, I said something like, just Rambo last breath. No, the yeah, I was like uh, <laughs> the son of Rambo or something like that. I mean, it's going to keep going on oh and on as God. long as people pay money to see stuff. People yeah. will keep pumping out something as long as there's a profit to be made. There's what always the, going to be somebody stepping up to do it. What is the fan base for those movies now? How big is it for Rambo seventy four, <laughs> The Last Blood? That's, <laughs> like, that's a good question. I wonder who actually is like really hyped for the new Rambo movies as they've been coming out for sixty years. Favorite parts of the movie? I loved, I think my favorite part, the, yeah, this is my favorite part. Uh, whenever Spicoli is with um, the star football player's younger brother oh, yes. in the star football player's car. Which is an awesome Trans Am. He's driving like a fucking maniac. Because he's drunk and stoned. <laughs> he's fucking crossed. And just the the kid is like, no, no, you can't destroy this. My brother kill you. He's like, oh, don't worry. And he completely fucks it up, like drives through some whole construction zone into a pile of uh, cinder blocks. Yeah, cinder blocks. And the little brother's like, my brother's going to shit and then he's going to kill us. And he's like, bro, my dad is an awesome TV repairman. He has the most fantastic toolkit. I can fix this. And then the little brother's like, no, you can't. You can't fix this car, Spicoli. <laughs> and he... Spicoli like gets his torso out the driver's side window and looks at the front of the car and then like makes a face like hmm and then he gets back in and is like oh I got it and and the car is totaled it's fucked so what's he do <laughs> the 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 football player who owns this car is he's, a great actor but he's he like is, a legend he's, football player he's huge and huge. and rumor has it that colleges already gave him that car to come to their yeah. college and they bought it for him when and he they, was a sophomore. He doesn't actually live there that they fly him out to every game. He's big and bad. Yeah. And so it cuts to a, a big crowd at the front steps of the school and there <laughs> there was a big football game coming up against the school Lincoln. Mm -hmm. And so the totaled car is at the bottom of the steps with a bunch of spray paint like Lincoln will kill you and like <laughs> Spicoli staged that shit to look like the rival school had fucked the car up that mm -hmm. bad and then like defiled it with trash talk. And he's so happy and with himself. He, he's sitting up at the uh, the top of the stairs looking at the scene go mm -hmm. down and him and uh, the football player's little brother do their handshake. They're like, fuck yeah, we got out of it. And the football player, of course, comes down from the top of the stairs and the people part the way and he's just pissed and then a continuation of this part I loved, he killed them at the football game. It it kept, uh, you would hear the overlapping of the announcer going, Jefferson, Jefferson, and Jefferson. Jefferson makes a tackle because he was just, he was getting like triple tackles, tackling everybody. Flying through the air, clotheslining people. Sacks. They're he doing. Just, they won 42 to zero and mm -hmm. he was just an animal out there. 
and I thought that was just a, a great addition to that part. Show and he, it showed his face. He's already sweating before the game. He's like twitching, like he's gonna snap someone's neck, and he's just ah, just like grunting and shit. It was is perfect. He went off, and well, and great soundtrack to that too. Perfect song for that. It was Billy Squire. Oh man, I love the soundtrack so much. Yeah. What was your favorite part? Oh my gosh, I've seen this movie <laughs> so many times. Like twenty times, you think? Oh yeah, easily seen this movie twenty times. I don't. I couldn't tell you what my favorite part is now. I, I think growing up, one of my favorite parts was Spicoli ordering pizza to the classroom. <laughs> yeah, that was greatness. I, I I'm like you. Any any scene that Spicoli was in is great. He, he was my hero at the time, and and I just loved watching it. He. I remember at the beginning, he had this crazy daydream where he like won the surfing mm-hmm. championship, and he he had the the um, sunscreen all over the front of his nose and there are two hot chicks in bikinis next to him and behind him is like these crazy waves mm-hmm. and the announcer is just talking to him interviewing him he was like what's next for you he's like i'm gonna go to australia and hawaii and like rip the waves or whatever and he's talking about like how he's crafted the art of surfing and it, it was just really funny he's like surfing's not a sport you get out there and you talk to the wave and he, he was going on about you just it. Look at the wave and you're like, hey, bud, let's <laughs> yeah. party. Yeah, yeah. It was just, he did a great job in this movie. He was a fucking star. Bucket of chicken time. <laughs> Spicoli. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's all. Your bucket My favorite of chicken stoner go. character ever. Yeah, he was great. There aren't many better than him, I don't think. He was just very stereotypical stoner kind of like really fucking stupid always hungry and at the end he didn't have like much money to buy stuff from the gas station uh, that got robbed and brad was like hey man you should get a job and he's like nah all i need is something in a pretty buzz <laughs> yeah some tasty waves and a yeah. cool buzz and yeah. i'm fine <laughs> and that was just so funny he was surfer dude to the max mm-hmm my Bucket of Chicken, 1983, Vince, when I saw this, Spicoli all the way. So good. But I am I love music, and I really noticed the soundtrack more and how it helped the flow of the movie tonight than I ever have. I always loved the soundtrack. I bought the cassette and listened to it over and over and over. But I really noticed it more and the perfection of it. Every song was perfect. Every song started at the perfect time it set the scene from the very beginning when the go-go started playing we got the beat yeah without this soundtrack this movie is not nearly as good i would agree my bucket of chicken goes to the soundtrack all right scores let's do it man i'm like really happy for you because me too you are really worried for some reason that i wouldn't like this i i would God, man, <laughs> I want you to go first because I'm, I'm having trouble. This was my favorite movie for a long, long time. And like I said, I still watch it over and over. There's a good friend of mine um, that I used to work with, and, and we, we talk about it all the time still. Sometimes he'll be like, hey, Damone, what's up? You know I mean? We just, <laughs> You're not the Damone. Oh, I know that, but it, <laughs> it's just kind of something funny we do. We, we reference it quite a bit. I mean, it's still an A in my book. Watching it, watching it tonight, I I just found myself smiling as I was watching it, going, <laughs> Me "Yeah, too. 
yes, I remember this movie as being very good, and it gave me the it gave me the good feels again tonight. So I'm going to give it an even ninety. Okay, I've had this number in my head for a little bit, and it's just how much I how much I purely enjoyed this movie. Okay, <laughs> stop looking at me like that. I feel weird saying it. I'm so happy. What ninety eight? Holy <laughs> shit! It was. I loved this movie. I'm very surprised wow. you thought I wouldn't like it when I gave it that score. I don't think that you wouldn't like it. it I just was so a fr- good. Look, I loved Porky's growing up, and you just shit well, all over that. And, well, Porky's is a, a it, shitter of a movie. It wasn't nearly as good that time. It wasn't but, meant to be a classic like this. I yeah. don't think. I've been holding back on this movie. And it was the best one. Because this movie meant so much to me. The nostalgia of this movie meant so much to me. And I was just worried that that would be tarnished. But a a 98, I'm blown away. It was very good, very well done. I I can't think of a part that I actually didn't like. 98. I don't know if I'll ever give 100. That's hard for me to think. I, yeah. Because I don't, I don't know, it's... Fucking really good. <laughs> I'm so glad you liked it. Yeah. That makes me so happy. And that'll just give me more confidence to to pull out some other stuff. Yeah, I mean, we don't expect a 98. No, for oh my gosh. I didn't expect a 98 <laughs> this time. But I, this movie's just right up my alley. It's just one of those things. I love movies like this. I think stoner guys are funny. Mm-hmm. I like the story of the, the guy who's really awkward with girls finally getting his. Like, uh, I, I don't know. Just movies like this have a special spot. This, right. this is probably top five for me. Wow. I fucking love this movie. Top five movie? Yeah. Holy shit. You, you were not ready, and I'm actually really having trouble not smiling because you're smiling and being excited. I am excited. Because <laughs> you, you just weren't ready. Because 14-year-old you love this movie. So much. And then it kind of, did it become a little bit of like a guilty pleasure? No. No? I, no. I don't think that it, it's the kind of movie to do that. Because the acting is solid. It's a great movie. It's just a good movie. It's not one of those movies that really, really, really decayed or anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The acting was good. The stories were good. The casting flow was, was good. The casting fuck. was good. It was just all around. A, it was directed well. It was just all around a really good movie. Put together great. great. Movie. Yeah. I'm really happy that I enjoyed it and that you picked it. Not happier than I am. I guarantee <laughs> yeah, I that. I know, I know. All right, that'll do it for episode number 12, or Zwölf, which is 12 in German, and the funnest number to say in German. Zwölf. 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 <laughs> if you would like to keep up with us, you can find us on Instagram, at Movie Muggin, or if you have a movie request for the Movie Muggin fucking random movie picker computer, which may strike again soon. We need to make the name of that thing shorter. No, we don't. <laughs> or if you just want to say hey, you can email us at moviemuggin at gmail.com. If you'd like to give us a rating or leave us a review on iTunes, that'd be pretty cool. And if you haven't subscribed yet, why not do so right now? We'll uh, we'll wait. All right, thank you. Uh, we truly appreciate all of our listeners. You guys complete us. So until next week, uh, Alfie Saint. Um, aloha, Mr. Hand. Yeah. Someone hit me up with cheap heroin. <laughs>